Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Tramplebet Podcast for Saturday the 28th of December 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Morning John. And Gordo. And good morning. So we'll, we'll break the fourth wall and say this is like the third time we've recorded a podcast today already. Yep. Yeah, we, we are cause, rolling. Because people will have already seen this on their subscribe that there's been a Christmas Day special. A Boxing Day special. Boxing Day special. And I hope by this point that we have given... Cash money out. Cash money to people. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just quickly get on with a review of last week. My banker. So this was Saturday, December 21st. Saturday, December 21st review. Mallorca v Sevilla. I had over 1.5 goals at 1-5. to Sevilla won 2-0. They scored on the 64th minute, a penalty by Eva Benega. So I was comfortably in. But the annoyance was you and that bloody app again, Andy, getting the 1-1 alert. I know. It's I was, bet 3 6 five, they're just they're I was too like quick. Bef- I was like before half-time. Yes. Like, yes. And then Nailed and on. I, got, I got your message and I went, wait, wait a minute, mine hasn't come up. It wasn't just the alert. It, they also put the green tick in for oh, the bet the being bet in. Up. Like, so they'd settled that and then quickly unsettled it. Bastards. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I had my banker was Marcy. They won 3 0. Um, they were 1 to 2, actually, as it kicked off instead of 1 to 3, which was good. Nice. Um, but yeah, so Marcy, they, they were 0 0 at half time and then come back. Three, they scored three goals in the second half. That's them um, for future reference. That's them um, now won 8 out of 9 and drawn one in the last nine league games. The other people that I mentioned last week were Nice as well. I said that could possibly be a banker. They also won 3 0. It won three one. The other team scored in the last minute, so they were to they lose. Were, to lose, they were five to seven. So, I let down the bankers this week with always ready in the Bolivian division professional Clausura. They lost two nil at home to Aurora. Doesn't really tell the story of the game. No, until this until they scored their own goal. Yeah, they were dominant, dominant, and then in the seventy odd minute they went one nil down, and then that second goal came in stoppage time when they were like pressing to get the equaliser bit of a freak result and a shame for me because I've been on a really good run of consecutive bankers so I'll have to start again as of this week and my value was terrible Byler Field away to St Pauli St Pauli won 3-0 that was their first one in 5 they were six to f- they were they were 4-1 to one to win Byler Field were 6-5 to five. they were 2-0 down after like 20 minutes I turned it off I wasn't like, watching anymore that's, that's the problem with that I, I looked at that exact <coughs> game for the, the St Pauli one and, and didn't think that could happen but was just like I don't think both are good but 65 away from home but yeah ugh, these things happen uh, my value came in it was Benevento they won 1-0 at home uh, to Frozenone there was 10 minutes of additional time in this game so I, well, I was like why is this game not settled yet it's like 96 and there's still 4 minutes left of extra time I don't actually know what happened um, it was, it was horrible or... after Gordon's pick last week of Inter Milan I was like hopefully this team will see out injury time oh, t- oh 10 minutes stoppage time <laughs> great but Benevento as I will come on to later on, just uh, are they're excellent at holding out really low scoring wins. They are the classic Italian team, got 1 0 and then nothing happens for the rest of the game. It was a good result, even money as well. Yeah. It was a really good price. Uh, my value bet, I switched, if you remember last week's episode. I switched from Leverkusen, and Leverkusen actually did go on and beat Mainz anyway. In the 94th minute. 94th with, minute with 10, with 10 men, men. After three goals had been disallowed to VAR. Comfortable. By the way, the, the second Leverkusen goal we disallowed. Shouldn't have. It's very tight. Yeah. It, it's um but the thing I do like in Germany is they actually don't fester on the VAR too much. They don't start drawing a line, they go, nah, that looks offside. Yeah. And, and leave done. and leave it and go, Oh, right, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, Leverkusen would have won. So that fit like this the what phantom value? Yeah. It won, but the actual value won as well. I switched to Cowden Beath at home to Stenhouse Muir at odds of better than even money, twenty three to twenty. And Cowden Beath won that game three one pretty comfortably. They went a goal up, one each, two one, three one. And for those who have listened to the Boxing Day special now, my outsider was Cotrick and Upin to draw, but I did have Cotrick to win at the start, and I chat it because I went, they draw, they draw too many games away from home. Mm-hmm. Bottled it, changed to the draw, and they went, they went two one up in fifty minutes, and the whole time I was just going, come on, this is two two. Oh. 
I feel I feel not guilty doing that because Fraser Hornby's been out of the team. That's why I hate back in a draw because your yeah. allegiance your allegiance has to change. Like Every if you're time. watching the game on telly, or or you want fuck all to happen, and it's horrible watching a game <laughs> of football where you just want nothing to happen. Yeah. But that was basically the epitome of what the Arsenal Everton game was on Saturday afternoon. It was oh. a, it was a game of ninety minutes of nothing happening. I am so glad I was in a car on the way to Dundee. Honestly, one of the worst games I ever watched. That's the, what I've heard. I, that's what it is a very good point that people keep making is that it's amazing because of, because of the coverage the Premier League gets, it's so easy to brush past the shite that's on it. Mm. Yeah, because there's always a game around the corner. Yeah. There's always a Man City hey, West up five hours later that's 3-1 and it was full action. You go, oh, aye, the Premiership is the most that thing. You're going, aye, but Scotland still had fucking games that had loads of goals in it all weekend. Yeah. Like, Hunnels. That Arsenal-Everton game was great for me because I backed Everton 2-0, like, correct score, and then got my money back because of board draw. <laughs> like, is that a thing? Yeah, with a bet 365, you bet correct score. Just correct score your... or first goal scorer bets, your stake gets returned if it's 0-0. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think also half time full time market as well. There you go. But yeah, so I got my six pound twelve back. My outsider was UV Stabia and Venezia to draw and uh UV Stabia won two 0 at home. Strolled. Strolled. They're actually picking up a wee bit of form now. Might take them. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it was it was they they, they went up one 0 after three minutes and then piled on the single in sixty four. So uh, my outsider was a loser this week. Um, again, I'd got I'd got two in a row outsiders at odds of like four to one or better. So I was I was going for like an insane run. Maybe got a bit of a, a, ahead of myself with Queens Park at home to Cove Rangers. Uh, it ended three one in favour of Cove, who have won an away game for the first time in a wee while now. So yeah, they've they've, they've been terrible as well recently. I, I like the big price at four to one in Queens Park. That's, that's the first week in a while that none of us have hit at least one of our outsiders. I know one of us have had an outsider yeah. at all. That's pretty gutting. I thought it was getting it. Honestly, I thought it, thought it was in the zone. Yeah. Uh, the charity pick wasn't that great this week. I had the uh, Melbourne City and the Melbourne Derby, but I'd also mentioned Jamie McLaren's goal scoring form. They lost two one. Jamie McLaren did not score the goal, so that was a bit of a, a kick in the teeth. And I've even seen it as well. I forgot to set an alarm hmm. and woke up. And was like, oh, fuck. It's always worse when your bet loses instantaneously. Yeah. Aye, you get nothing from it. It's when I bet in the Japanese leagues. <laughs> Um, my charity was also mince. I didn't even know it take place until I told you. He tells you because there was no goals in it. So yeah. I, I take Love Alloway at Bastia Borgo, and they drew 0 now. I only got the notification. We were on our Christmas night out, and I came out of the pub. I got the notification. Ping! Your bet's lost. Great. That should cost charity. As just, <laughs> just personally, I'm doing my bet for charity. My my charity bet came in Sheffield Wednesday at home to Bristol City. Odds of five to six when I tipped them, um, but I rebacked them before the game at even money. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday won one nil with a penalty about five minutes to go. So not not our best week, but it was not a bad week by any means. No, no. no. couple of bankers, couple of values, charity bet in there. After the, f- the previous few weeks, we've done. We've been on a roll. Yeah. So yeah. This while you're disappointed at this, John, this is actually okay. Um. Pretty much on fire with any overs I predict, but there was a prediction that we made, or I made, I mentioned Bristol Rovers versus Peterborough. The, the teams are on the fire most, for goals. They average 2.8 and 3.5 goals a game. I mean, nil nil. But remember, this happened in the, the Dutch league as well. There was a team that was coming up and I had bet over 3.5 goals in the game as my value because yes. I didn't understand why you went 75 and it was nil nil as well. <laughs> the only nil nil in history that either team have had against each other in about 80 meetings, I think it was. I went back and checked. Incredible. So, yeah. So, again, on the back of that, I would look at Bristol Rovers and Peterborough to come because there must be goals coming. Mm. It must be. They score are, you goals. On mo- are you getting on like a larger, out like? A larger number of goals, as in, like they've been missing out. They're at over six point five. Well, I'm sure there. Is, I'm sure there is a stat just off topic on picks. Is that Boxing Day is the most prolific day for British football goals per game? Really? Oh, there's an old newspaper cutting of it, isn't there? Oh, there's like the ten to seven. Yeah, and I think it's went from the fact that maybe not so much now because I bet players are in Christmas morning doing a wee light session, and then they, they do eat healthy. But the idea would be obviously previously the stats back up the fact that. Players were probably drinking on Christmas Day. Yeah, aye. Probably drinking on Boxing Day. <laughs> so there is that kind of to follow. I guess from the more professional leagues, it's probably dropping more and more each time. Yeah. But I always have a look at the lower leagues and the conferences to say, ah, you know, I'm going to a big over 1.5. Similar to what I always say about the FA Cups and the League Cups. If a team scores one, they're just going to go all out. It's a game. It, Boxing Day is a game that's just there for tradition. 
I almost feel like it's written off. It's like, fucking, let's just go for it. Yeah. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. This week's Scots Abroad, um, it's going to be pretty much pretty much really short <laughs> as, uh, as Andy just almost chucks his laptop he's like Scott's abroad <laughs> no it's like David De Gea there so, <laughs> trying to catch the ball so let's just do a quick recap Jack Harper's been missing Fraser Hornby's been missing yep. Tony Watt is on his winter break yes Ryan Gold's on his winter break and Liam Henderson is still not featured since the Inter game four weeks ago where he came on for the last 20 minutes and before that it was seven minutes he got on like the 1st of September so he's played 30 minutes in about two and a half months mm. but the reason they're being mentioned before we go into the players who have done so well Liam Henderson done an article yeah I'm, I hope we're going to talk about this this week where he talked I mean I feel like it's been clickbaity and yeah. it's been pulled but the direct quotes aren't good reading so he talked I assumed they were so what you saying so he said that he feels like Scottish coaches don't want to come and watch. And f- six months ago, I'd have been on his side. But what are you wanting the Scottish national team to come and watch? Yeah, you're you, not playing. You, you're, you're on not the bench. Playing. Yeah. yeah. What, like, th- this, this is, for people, someone else shared the Ryan, we've shared the Ryan Gold article in our chat and looked at it as well. Yeah. These are the exact reasons we're doing this podcast is because these articles come out once every six, seven months are a fucking embarrassment because you're trying to cram in Six months of knowledge into one article. Yeah. So Liam Anderson said, don't want to come watch. Then he also mentioned the fact that if he stays in Italy another year and a half, he can apply for Italian citizenship. Yeah. What is if he's going to get in the Italian national and, team? And would it be, if the option ever came about, why wouldn't he? And yet you are going, he goes on and talks about how the players that have been brought in are better, are maybe a higher level than he's at. But, Something happened in that preseason in the first couple of games that he went from being a starter that got them promoted to someone that to hardly be, features. Yeah, he doesn't even come off the bench. Yeah. They play three centre mids, mm-hmm. so that means he's like sixth in the pecking order for a player who got them promoted. So my concern, I think I'd said before, was that I think he'll go on loan to somebody. Yeah, but also maybe a wee bit of hope is he might go on loan to somebody in Italy. Yeah, somewhere else instead of coming back home because I. It's like I said, he's played 30 minutes since the 1st of September. Yeah. And you can't get anywhere near it. And that, and why, how can you then critique people for not coming out and watching some of those minutes? And this is the thing that bugs me is because we are reaching out to these people to try and do de- decent interviews where they'll get full edit. But somebody has let that article go out that sounds... It sound, to me, the, the quotes from it were bad. Yeah. Like, the, the rabbit's really going your agent or management should be like that That quote cannot go in there like, yeah. we're, we're at a point where you're not in Verona's first team mm-hmm. and there's a quote of you not being getting in the Scotland squad yeah like we, we're sitting saying about Lauren Shankland Ryan Gold Ziggy Gordon who are all performing yeah. like really impressively yeah. outside this country and performing well well mm-hmm. very well yes and there's a player who was in a well known paper yeah discussing the Scotland credentials whilst he can't get a team for his own squad I was, I was a wee bit annoyed by the, the whole article. A wee bit annoyed just because it's like, I, I'm kind of hoping this podcast could be a place where we can actually get some detailed information. Yeah, yeah. on these people. And, like. not, and not have a paper recklessly fucking pinging your name to a clickbait headline so that it gets clicks. Because the article overall is okay. Like, he makes some good points about how Scots, Scottish people move abroad and they, they do feel like it becomes like a non-entity. And we'll go into Ryan Gold's article now, whereby I think his is much better. Yeah, the Daily Record article. Yes, yeah. uh, from... Scott Scott Brennan I think it is it's, I can find, yeah, we'll I can find, find out. the name later but um, as an article it's in the record this week he went over and visited them spent a day with them mm. done the interview it is really good Ryan Gold says the same thing as Liam Henderson where he does feel like he said he's just forgotten to even think about Scotland anymore because he doesn't and that's why he's left Twitter as well Oh, he said really? he was getting fed up people writing about him. Yeah, and just tagging him in. The forgotten yes. man, Ryan Gold, what happened to his promising career? Blah, yeah, blah, I'm actually doing still, fine, thank still you. Still just turned 24. Yeah. Um, chasing a title in Portugal, which means he would be back in the top flight. And he was talking about uh, desires to play for against Benfica, against Porto, and actually at Lisbon Stadium in a league match. Mm. Um, the only one thing is, it said, <laughs> the, the article did say that it's the first time he's been playing every week. And it's not, he's 
done that three times now in Portugal as well, which yeah. annoyed me a little bit because it was like, this is exactly what was annoying us when we started this was, I think they said Liam Henderson scored a free kick in one game and it wasn't a free kick, it was just a shot from outside the box. Yep. And you're like, yeah, I get what you're doing. It's a better article, but just tell the truth. <laughs> he's done this three times. He's played He's played on loan at three teams where he's played regularly. Sporting B, he played at 20 games in a row at the end of one season. Forenza before he was playing 15, playing 20 games a week. Yeah. So he's went back to a club. It's the same. Those articles are available, but we really, really, really want them to be on here. Yeah. I want tell get... us about actually how it is. Yeah, what we're it, interested in. If Ryan Gold's not had an article in a Scottish paper for six months, regardless how good the article is, it's not enough information for me. I got about five quotes from Ryan Gold on what it's like in Portugal just now. I don't want that. I would rather... I, I would love... It's the kind of podcast I would enjoy if someone else went and did it for me. Yep. I would listen to it. But it doesn't exist, so they you don't need want to do it. Yeah, I want, I'm fucking dying to do it. Dying to do it. But anyway, that's my wee moan about the papers doing exactly what I moaned about them doing. And we'll get on to people actually performing. Like the aforementioned Ziggy Gordon. Central Thanks. Coast Mariners. 2-1 win over Adelaide. Huge and win. Do you know what? It's the first time I've ever seen them. I watched the full game Sunday morning. It's the first time I've seen them dominate a game. Normally it's been dogged defending and the odd goal on the mm. counter-attack. They, they must have had about, I don't know the actual figures, they must have had about 70% of the ball. They dominate. They dominated the game against Adelaide. Um, Ziggy Gordon started at centre-half, played the full 90 minute, played really well, like really, really well, but I was really impressed with Central Coast going forward. Um, first goal was from a corner, knocked down, left it finished. Uh, highlights, by the way, are on our Trample Bet Twitter page. Second goal, Milan Juric. She had a sighter about 10 minutes before this. It's a similar, remember what Terry on we did to Carragher and Haman, Highbury ones, where he fakes the shoot yep. and they run away a different direction. He does that outside the box and then hits like 25 yards in the bottom corner. Absolute peach. Um, so I'm watching this 2 0 half time. This is a sorted Ziggy Gordon said this. They don't concede a lot of goals this season. We're fine. Uh, 45 minutes and 40 seconds. Right winger cuts inside, <laughs> left foot shot, top corner. And it just goes past Ziggy Gordon's head. You're like, because <sighs> it's that way where it's faced right outside the bo- uh, right outside the post. At 2-1, and I kind of just went, Adelaide's scoring a lot of goals, starting to get panicked. But they helped out for the win. <clears throat> but that's their third win, and we're on round 10. They get their first win last season on round 12. I know, yeah. And they only won three games in the 27 round last season. And that third win came in the second last game of the season. And they've equaled it already. They've already equaled it. They've got three more wins than they did this time last season. So I think it's Aaron Stajic as the coach. Whatever he's doing. See, he was um, big in the women's game in Australia. He was he'd managed a lot of teams there. Whatever he's doing now is tremendous. They, they look a completely different outfit. They are really impressive. Their defending is just phenomenal. Like They're just dogged the whole time. So yeah, Ziggy Gordon, they're now uh, fourth bottom. But that's also like seventh top. Yeah, it's such a tight league and it's so few teams, but huge one. Very impressive for Ziggy Gordon. Claire Emsley is also out in Australia. Melbourne won one 0 against Perth. She played the full ninety minutes without her knee brace this time. Nice. So I don't know what happened. Things are looking up. Yeah, I don't know what happened when she had to come off at forty five minutes in the last game. But they're top of the league. <clears throat> the only real note that she had was she had a good half volley from twenty five yards. It was going in top corner. Keeper made a really good save. And um, the goal came from a left foot free kick edge of the box, hit the bar, bounced up, and get headed in. And um, the follow up, they've won four out of five. So she's played five games, slam one four, drawn one. The top of the league by three points. So she is having. So that's Claire Emsley, who's actually on loan from Orlando, mm-hmm. who finished yep. rock bottom of the women's national league. In and, and that's America. just an on loan to keep playing while it's the off season. Yes. Yeah, because that I mean because right now you've got Corsi out yeah. in, a, uh, in America who's not playing, and then over to Charlie Gilmore. I was tracking this game, watching it on my phone because I had my five pound bet on Skybet, Telstar three, Ajax four. They're out of the cup, but it was fucking it was actually a, a game. tremendous yeah. game. They had two chances before it went one 0 Started really well, and I said they were like they weren't even half chances; they were quarter chances of anything. Uh, Ajax simple cross and tap in to make it two to make it one. Tadic then played it out to the right back who side footed in the near post top corner from around about the penalty spot it's a good be finished 2-0 um, corner header for Telstar to make it 2-1 that was the same as their second goal but at that point it was free um, they were never really in the game but Charlie Gilmore was involved in the, the goal that made it 4-3 a wee cross into the box broke back out centre mid played it into the striker and it was a nice finish but they're out of the cup that dream has died for Charlie Gilmore for one more year for one more well he won't be there because he'll be back at Norwich yeah. hopefully in the Premier League hopefully I mean we won't get to follow him if that happens sure we've got bigger hopes than that let's hope he gets loaned out to Ajax <laughs> they've seen him now yeah that's it 
And he played last night as well. Telstar won three one um at home to Young Ajax. Kind of involved in the, the third goal as well. Clipped into the box, got headed back down outside the box, nice left foot finish. But that was really the only highlight of note. It would be good. The Ajax game is different because I got to see it. You get to see the golf in class between his midfield free and Ajax midfield free. It's scary. It's impressive. It, Dutch yeah. football is brilliant though, but what it does miss, it misses a bit of needle. A grunt. Yeah, I feel like it's so nice. It's uh, cool. you Too play, technical. You play football, I'll play football. Out of possession, right? You get the ball. Let's see what happens. But. <laughs> Like a game of Sabutio almost. Yeah, where you take, I, I, where you you like, take your move, then I take mine. I'd like to see Telstar play Auckland like Talbot. Like, is that, like, is that, you know, you're talking about like the most, like, nice, clean football versus like 11 animals. <laughs> like, go see what you can do. Yeah. So that's our Scots Abroad. We'll continue the section, but I do think as of next week, it's going to be only Ziggy Gordon and Claire Elmsley. Yeah. Going forward. The tan too. So this week's picks? This week's picks, uh, yeah. So my banker uh, is an Italian theme. It is Benevento, again at home, um, to Ascoli. So Benevento are the team in this. graduated them. They've got a promotion. Yeah, from value. From yes, value, value to value this, is, this is like the UEFA Nations League. Yeah, <laughs> they've gone it. up in you the world rankings. <laughs> Congratulations, you have to pay 12 more games and we don't know why. Um <laughs> So yeah, so Benevento at home to Ascoli. Benevento are the the form team. They've forty points before Christmas. Um, they've won eight out of nine home games this year. Twenty five points. Um, they keep clean sheets in our top of the league. Ascoli are poor. They've got five points away all season. I don't have odds yet, but they should be around four to nine. I looked at other people that they've played that are kind of roughly in the same position. Four to nine's a really good price for that. And there's a ch- you might even get more than that, possibly five to seven. But I just think Benevento are a really, really good pick. And having watched bits of their game against Frozenoni, they just, they're the classic Italian team. They got 1 0, and then that's the game. I'm good with that, I think, especially after the first time I looked at them was last week when you picked them. Yeah. And I was well on board with that. So Their stadium looks amazing. I've not looked at the stadium. It looks like a. Yeah, you know, when you play FIFA and they kind of like just pick an amazing looking stadium but put all the colours around it, like so it looks like their team. Yeah. It looks exactly kind of like that. It's really, really close in. It's got like. They play in red and yellow. So it's really bright colours. Brilliant looking stadium. <laughs> Did you see it? Atalanta? Did you see that tweet about Atalanta playing uh, beating AC Milan 5 0? And no. somebody, somebody tweeted saying, um, Nice enough to let them use your stadium for the Champions League and go pump them 5 0. It's like inviting somebody to stay at your house and letting them shag your wife. <laughs> <laughs> They're a red and yellow team. They could uh, take that part of the song. <laughs> Change it to Benevento. <laughs> I don't think there's too many layers. <laughs> B E N E V E N T O. Anytime I see that video, I have to watch the full song. It's, We're it, talking about it. It's, it's tremendous. So, so, for the listeners that haven't seen this, uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's yeah. Heights, isn't it? It's Heights, yep. So, it's um, BBC uh, feature on the terrace. Yeah, so it's on the terrace, did their podcast. They got lots of Scottish bands to do um, covers about their. So, they had the boys from Admiral Fallow doing Sunshine and Leith. They boys had, from Idlewell did Hamish the Goalie for uh, the United. The Skids did Into the Valley about Dundee, Ed and Fermlin. And this guy, from uh, Boy from Heights, has done a completely different cover to everyone else's. And he, I don't know if he's made... Has he made up this song or is this a... I think, I think it's written. their song. I think he's written Aye. it. It is sensational. It's, uh, mate, it is I, catchy. I get actually annoyed when I see people slating it because I'm going, mate, that's fucking glorious. No, but I slate it as well. And then I'm singing it to myself 15 minutes later. Yeah, and I'm amazing. like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> my, I was saying this to Andy. We are talking about this on the way up, unrelated to like the podcast, but... My favourite part of the song completely is him coming in at the end, putting his sunglasses on and going, all right, and just ending the thing. It's amazing. It's the most West End of Glasgow thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Anyway, it's all a song about being a red and yellow team. Yeah. Benevento. Benevento party. They could have it for their own. My banker is in Australia. It's Newcastle Jets versus Brisbane Moor. I'm going again for the third week in a row. I'm going over 1.5 goals. You're actually getting one to four. I've got one to five here. Newcastle home games average 2.75 goals a game. Brisbane away is 2.4. Yep. So I'm comfortable with getting the two goals in the game at 1 to 5. No doubts, getting on. I found this weekend incredibly hard <laughs> to try and find games because there's not that many. A lot of them don't have the odds out yet. And there was just nothing I was really comfortable with. And it is Christmas time. And all I've been doing religiously is watching darts. So a wee change to normal. My banker is Michael Van Gerwen against Stephen Bunting. It's the Saturday game, 
The early kickoff. <laughs> the early kickoff. <laughs> Going back to 2014, Michael Van Gerwen has beaten Bunting every single time they have played, and that's since Bunting made the switch to the PDC. He's every single game twelve. He's won twelve of them. I think the last two were six one six one. Um, he's also won the Players' Championship final against Red Hot Gerwin Price, so that was the last tournament before this one. So comes into this game as a, a recent tournament winner. Won his uh, first round game, which was the round of 32, against Yellow Class in 3-1, and he beat Ricky Evans 4-0 last night. And that was a game where Ricky Evans played really, really well. So that was going to be my question. So you're getting him at what odds just to win? 1-8. to eight. What, so, What's this a best of? What's it first two? So this will be the next round now. So this is probably first to five sets. I would seriously consider handicapping this. So one of the bets I liked yesterday when I was just looking at it, I never watched any of it, but I was trying to get value, was the under sets. So obviously to bet him to break more. Oh, like under five yeah, sets to under, be played? Under like seven sets. So him to win 5-1. Essentially, so you've got to break three times. Right, so I think it's so this round. Sorry, this this is not such. This is Friday evening, it's right. seven o'clock. It will be first to four. So under six would be a decent bet for you then. Well, I'm looking just now minus three and a half. So for Van Gerwen to win four nil is only eleven to eight. Yeah, but that's good value though, right? If he beat somebody four nil yesterday as well and three one before. Yeah, and he's he's on he's red hot Van Gerwen. He just knows what to do. Um, for for the banker and for our stats, I'll just take him as a, as, as a straight up win. Yep. Uh, but I think there's definite value taking the handicaps here. If you want to go for something like minus two and a half, you'll get that around one to two. I think that's pretty good as well. So that is just a win four one then. That's your yes. that's your yeah. Bet. That's quite good. Yeah, I like I like that. That's good odds. Um, go do your value. My value, yeah. So my value and outsider are. Both similar games, but one team's at home and one team's away. They're both playing. So my value is Bromley at home to Dagenham and Redbridge. So Dagenham and Redbridge have played five games. last five games they've got zero points from. Right, as have okay. Torquay in this next bet. Um, this is a bet squarely on Dagenham and Redbridge to lose. They have zero points from the last five. At home, Bromley are fifth in the form table. They're right, a pretty okay. good team. Dagenham and Redbridge are 20th in the form table. Like that for, you know, for overall. Three to four. Like this is this is the I have no more to say about this bet other than that Dagenham uh, and Redbridge are terrible. Yeah, I'm on for that. See that see just sometimes at Christmas he's betting on a team that's terrible. Yeah, lose just bet against them. It's all we can do. Don't make me think about their kind of Christmas thing here, like Dagenham and Redbridge losing another game, get home with their families at Christmas. Has lost six in the spin. <laughs> Dagenham and Redbridge, the tiny Tim of football teams. <laughs> I found this really difficult. See what you were talking about, Andy, as well. Almost so, impossible. So I've went for another. So over 1.5 is my banker. My value is Arsenal versus Chelsea. And it's Aubameyang to score any time. Even money. Even money to 65-ish you're getting, depending on bookmakers. Um, Chelsea concede, on average, two goals per away game. So even with Arsenal being as terrible as they are, they now officially have the new manager bounce. They haven't gamed in the count because Lundberg was still in charge. <laughs> um Arteta's in, you'll have had the full session by then. I know we'll have played a game midweek on Boxing Day as well. But I think Chelsea, being the way they are, even though they won comfortably at Spurs, there was still chance for, chances for Tottenham. A lot of chances for Tottenham as well. Um, so I fancy Obama. Obama also takes our penalties. So if there is any foul there, you get, and he also takes three kicks in around the box. And he is a top scorer. Yeah. He's been the only bright light this season. So Obama to score any time in that game against Chelsea, who average. Two goals conceded per away game. Even money. Good stuff. I'm also taking an even money shout. I'm sticking with the PDC World Darts Tournament. <laughs> Friday, uh, the afternoon session, so it kicks off at 12.45. Simon Whitlock against Mervyn King. Now, they're both pretty much evenly priced here, but you can find Simon Whitlock, the Australian at evens. Whitlock's won the last three meetings against King, 6-4, 6-4, and 6-1 previous to that. He looked really impressive in his last round match against Harry Ward. Beat the Englishman 3-0 in sets, averaged 93.87. King had a really stressful first round game against Kieran Tien. He took a 2-0 lead and then he got pulled back to 2-2 and had to make it through in extra legs after essentially drawing the match. Averaged 88.36. Mervyn King's one of these guys that when things are going well for him, it's fine. See, when it's not going well for him, he's grimacing. He's like always acting like he's got a bad back. <laughs> <laughs> But that bad back only ever starts to appear when the going gets tough. One of these guys. Whereas Whitlock's the exact opposite. He's one of these guys that you can't tell if you watch him play a leg if he's winning 10-0 or losing 10-0. Yeah. Okay. He just, he's just like, same demeanour. 
same confidence and he's a very good player. He's not perhaps reached the heights he should have done in the last two years. He's been a bit hit or miss, but I think against Mervyn King, he will have enough, especially even money. I don't understand why he's not favourite. So Simon Whitlock. Okay. Nice. And my outsider. So as I was mentioning, this is a bet against Torquay here. So it's, um, it's Woking at Torquay. It's 9-4 to four you're going to get on Woking here. Torquay are in the same position as Dagenham. Zero points from the last five. Woking are really good. And they've got 10 points from their last, um, their last five games. Fifth on the table. Torquay have conceded 14 goals in the five games they've played. I, I just think that Woking are going to go to Torquay and going to go over the top of them. 9-4 to four for that. And, Quite and a big price. It is a big price, and it's a big price, I get it, because these are places that are quite far from each other, it's another Christmas game, you know, it's not going to be, they're not taking a private jet there, taking a Megabus Gold for that league, um, but yeah, so I, I, I think Woking are going to beat uh, Torquay, and it's 94. If I was to pick a winner, I'd be on the side of Woking. Yeah, I, Torquay are over-evens as well, the, the bookies think this is going to be a draw, I don't think it is. My outsider is in England again, I've went really, really old empirical Britain on this one because I've only picked two Australian and two English games here yeah. I've not ventured outside yeah, John the Empire yeah I have went Newcastle v Everton Newcastle at home Newcastle somehow I, you know what I have to stand up for something that not it's not Sam Allardyce's quote but it's something he's been chirping on about a decent amount which is that if he was a foreign manager he would get way more respect. Oh, definitely. And I sometimes disagree with that, but on the example of the manager in charge of Newcastle right now, which is Steve Bruce, who currently has Newcastle's best home record for something like 15 years in the Premier League, is getting zero fucking credit for it. They're the sixth best home team in the league. Sixth best home team in the league. You're getting... Everton are the fourth worst away. I know they've got a new manager in, right? And they've been doing all right recently, Everton. But if you watch that Arsenal game, an Arsenal team Bad. with no confidence, Everton were fucking terrible. Like, that's an Arsenal team that have no confidence whatsoever. And Everton didn't really lay a glove. Like, it just felt yeah. like it felt like a game that both managers went, let's just agree we get a draw here and we both get out these jobs. One of, one of those games that could have lasted 270 minutes and still would yeah. have been nil-nil. Yeah. Um, so if you look at Everton, Duncan Ferguson done brilliantly, but considering the fixtures they had, but he did have a Chelsea team that seemed to have been on a, a weird wee run at that point where they lost to West Ham as well and lost to Bournemouth. And then lost away Everton, so they lost two. They lost two home games. Not try to take away from the amazing results, but yeah. it does feel like you went. But Chelsea had just lost at home to West Ham and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, who hadn't won in seven games as well. Yeah. So I don't know if Chelsea. I think Frank Lampard said yesterday it was the first time he'd had a week of nothing, where he could work in the training ground because he had no League Cup game, he had no midweek Premier League game, he had no European game. He was able to actually get out and coach on the training ground. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts yesterday, they were pretty fucking good. And that's what he does. He's like, that's not credit just to me. It's the whole coaching staff and the players getting a rest and being able to work on something. So they then drew at Man U, where I think for the second half, Man U battered them. They then drew in the League Cup with Leicester, but then got knocked out in penalties. But Leicester were 2 0 up and then took the foot off the gas. And then, like I said, I don't think they laid a glove on Arsenal. So I don't think think the results, maybe, that they had in the last four games are quite representative to where they actually are. I still think they're pretty, pretty poor. Yeah. Newcastle being such good form at home, even beating Palace, who were like fifth or sixth in the league just now, to get Newcastle at nine to four. Just to clarify that, Everton are currently the favourites with the bookmakers for this game. They're six to five favourites to win. Newcastle New ma- New are nine to bounce, four. That's what they're, they're Newcastle are nine to four. Almer, it's a big price. It's a Almer, massive price. Almiron, who's Newcastle's second biggest signing, has just scored his first goal against Crystal Palace. So all that kind of abuse he was getting. John Joe Shelby looks like a different player. Yeah. Joe Linton is Joe Linton doesn't seem to get a lot of goals, but he does his job for the team. Andy mm-hmm. Carroll has been fit for fucking five games in a row. I don't Insane. know what the fuck that I don't know what that is. Um but nine, when I seen that in nine to four, I went, wait, I can't pick anyone else. There's no one else I'm looking for. I'm looking at that. I've got more than two to one for the best team outside of Man U Man City Liverpool, uh, Tottenham and Chelsea at home. That's what I'm getting now. I was That's like, I, I'm all over that. 94. Newcastle to beat Everton at home. Nice. My outsider, again, I'm having to shy away from the, the football. It's just too difficult for me. Uh, this is the Welsh Grand National. <laughs> so this is, the, this is the horse racing. Friday at 10 to 3, so 14.50 at Chepstow. And I'm going to take a horse called Steely Edition that you'll currently get at 12 to 1. Non-runner, no bet on bet 365. As outside picks go, I like this one. 
a lot because the weather looks like it's going to be really bad, um, similar to uh, the King George on Boxing Day. So at Chepstow, it looks like it's going to be even worse. The ground's going to get soft, probably even heavy going. Steely Editions won twice at Chepstow in the past when conditions were poor and the ground was soft and heavy. So I think that gives them great hopes over course and distance. 12 to 1 is enough for me to have a good crack at the each-way market here, which you'll probably get paying at least four places. Probably more if you look for a bookie that's doing a wee offer. It'll be Paddy Power. Paddy Power sometimes yeah. like just go mad and go, yeah, we'll pay you the first seven places. Aye. In right. which case, if you can get Steely Edition at 10s or better, then wire in. Yeah, 2 one. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I like the each-way. I'd just be ballsy and go for it, man. But an each way bet's nice because half of it is just ballsy and go for it, and the other half is yeah, each true, way. It's true. not it's not yeah. a to place bet. It's you know you do get a substantially more if it wins. <laughs> Gordon, your charity. My charity, yeah. So I break us back into the Premier League here um, from my moving away from the English League National. Um, Spurs Norwich, the game of the two shit defences. Who's at home, sorry? It is. No, I, I, now, I now don't know. I don't know if I put this the right way around. It's um, confusing because you've got fixtures in between yeah. the fixtures we're doing. Um let me just check here. I'll explain my well, bet fact, first anyway. It'll be Norwich because Arsenal at home at Chelsea. So, um, these teams are shit at clipping clean sheets is what it says in my notes here. Shit, uh, I, I can see that. Uh, so, um, Norwich in the last eight out of their last ten games have been both teams to score. Spurs, seven out of their ten games have been both teams to score. So, I, I just think that's a, it's a good price. Tottenham looked... They had chances against Chelsea. Just Kane wasn't finishing. And then Son... Going mental didn't really help him at all. I didn't go mental. I don't even think that's a red card. I do. That is a red card. It's petulant as it fuck. Is. The guy's leaning into him. Still like, you know, like, you the guy, the guy, someone. The, no, the, the, the guy, instead of just walking away, Son's on the ground on his back and he has intentionally, like, moved into him. And Son's just giving him a, get the fuck off me. My yeah. dog would do that to me if I budged him on the couch. Just kick out with his back legs yeah, to get if, me the fuck away. But do you have VAR installed in your living room? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> It was. A, it was. A st- Imagine that something something just takes his dog away. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a stupid thing to do, and it looks worse than it is because he's wearing studs, right? But he hardly touched them, and I think it's. I think that's an instinctive reaction if you're on the ground and someone is leaning into you like that. I mean, I'm horribly biased and think that all Tottenham players should be sent off. All and, the and, time. and and so do I normally, right? <laughs> but I I like to see it in real time and be like, actually really fuck all happened there I just still think it's something that could have been totally avoided. yeah he, he didn't, he didn't. Oh, he, didn't need to, he didn't need to do yeah. it but it's not like he, it's not like kicking a guy that's running past you well, that, right? it, yeah you get the, any different the, the guy is putting his weight into him and he's trying to get him off uh, someone actually did go mental in that game though Gazaniga with oh Jesus uh, he just went oh my why doesn't, come out, why doesn't he come out with his hands for that see when I seen this first so I wasn't watching the game because I was out yesterday when I was watching this first and seeing the still picture, I honestly thought, who the fuck's passed that back to him at that height? Aye, he's like, had to go for yeah, it. He's had yeah. to go for his foot. And then I, and I watched the highlights this morning and I was just, what the fuck are you... You don't even deserve to be second, third choice in this team. You should be like... I was not even that's that's disrespectful to reserve goalies. I've never seen a keeper do that before. Do you know what it looks like? It's when your goalie gets sent off and your sub goalie's injured and a defender has to go in goals. Yeah, it's how they might deal with that yeah. situation. Like if you don't want to use that, you can still headed that clear. But why doesn't he want to use his hands? I don't He's know. In, it's, it's bizarre. It looks like um, if you're if you're playing FIFA and you press the wrong button <laughs> and he went tackle change tackle <laughs> he's moved up height um, it was bizarre but uh, this is taking away from the I think Spurs are, will score against Norwich and I think Norwich will score against Spurs it's not actually taken away because we're talking about how terrible the goal is yeah. Spurs. So, and also Grant Hanley's back for Norwich ah, so the Grant man there's zero chance of two clean sheets there yeah. one might get it but I doubt it I, I think Norwich will have enough to score against into Spurs and Spurs will have enough to score into Norwich yeah. I think this game will end up something like 3-1 Spurs I hope not, but okay. Does that go with your charity? See, you're back at football. Absolutely, we're back at football. Um, hey, I've, taken, hey, hey. I've taken these guys as the charity pick, I think, twice already this year, and they've won for me well. both times. I'm taking Leicester away at West Ham. Yeah. 
Saturday, 5.30pm, they kick off in the English Premier League. Leicester took their first loss in 12 games away at Man City last week. There's absolutely no shame in losing to Man City. They did also score first and looked pretty decent in the first half. Uh, but they've also looked tremendous all season. Before that result, they had a run of five away wins on the spin, scoring 20 goals in that process. West Ham's home form, it's not exactly been great. Four home losses and one draw in their last five home matches. So everything pretty much looks like a Leicester win. And I think 7-10 is a really good price yeah, for that. Yeah, West Ham are a team that, see when you say they've no chance of winning the game, they might win it. See when you say, eh, I don't know, they'll lose that. Yeah, I think like, seven- way to Chelsea, hope me man you. There's like games where they're picking up points, they, they just don't expect it, and then they're throwing it away in games like this. The only concern I have about this is that Rodgers has come out and said that with the calendar over Christmas, yeah. he is going to he is going to rest Vardy in one of the games. Yeah. So it might be this game. In which case, maybe 7 to 10 isn't as good a price as perhaps you I think would, it would be. I would say I'd be resting Jamie Vardy at home in any game. Yeah, and as playing opposed, away correct. Just for, for yeah. counter. But, I mean, they paid 30 million for Perez. They've got Demi, uh, Demari Gray there. They've the rest of the team is very strong. Harvey Barnes yeah. is rapid and all. They've got players there. I like the over 1.5 in both those games you just picked as well. Just mm-hmm. as like that, they'll be on my uh, my long list. Superb. I've gone to Australia for Sydney FC versus Melbourne. It's top versus second. This is Sydney at home. You get 92. I'm going to take them. Sydney have been amazing at home this season. They're breaking all sorts of records for the start of the season. So my charity pick is that. So the charity is Sydney versus Melbourne. Leicester went away at West Ham and Norwich spurs both teams to score. That is our treble. £10 of our own money as we do every week. If it comes in, winnings too. Charity, it beats in Cancer Trust. And if it doesn't, we'll donate all the money. I've got a big spreadsheet of everyone that's going to be getting the £10 at the end of the season. So we're tracking that. I want to mention a couple of special bets. And I know it caught me out. So Sydney versus Melbourne. This is the battle of the top two strikers in the league. So Jamie McLaren, yep, that one once of Hibs. And Adam LaFronja, once of Reading. So those two are both averaging over a goal a game just now in the League and Cup domestically. You can get them both to score at around six to seven to one, not sixty-seven, six or seven to one. Mm-hmm. So for them both to score, which they are doing on average every game they play, you're getting almost seven to one at some bookmakers. That might even go a wee bit bigger as we get closer to the game. It's hard to tell. They just seem to put out a an average odd to get it on there. Mm-hmm. I would look at that. It's the Sunday morning game, so Sunday the thirtieth. The other bet is you've got the old firm. <clears throat> And I'd be looking at, this, is, this might just be my Rangers hat on, but I think with everything that's went on since the penalty miss, I think this is the scoring card market. For From one loss. He's 12 to 1 to be scored, to score and be carded. If he scores, he's getting carded, put it that way. Aye. <laughs> and it's might, it might even happen in the fame. Like, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. If he scores, he's getting he's carded. He's getting carded yeah. as a result. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Motherwell celebration will be nothing to what you're about to see. Unless it's like fucking 4-0 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I can't get into this. Um, it's it's a game that I honestly, I didn't want to take any prediction other than saying something. And I think he's had this, this is where the annoyance comes in, right? Because there there's a video going around that Celtic fans are sharing, which is showing all his misses against Celtic. But see if you flip reverse it, you go, He's also had all those all chances those against you. Yeah. It's like a six-game clip, and he's had about fucking twenty odd shots at goal. Mm-hmm. Like just a lot of av- like I think I would score like one of my next yeah. three or four. If you got yourself into that. <laughs> we, he's looking at me because we've had a long discussion about I reckon I could score goals in the Premier League. We, given we talk the about chance. this. We talk about this all the time. It's like if you started every game for Liverpool as a striker and they never subbed you, they let you do every game. How many goals do you think I'd get? Zero and you'd get zero too. Oh no, I would. I, I would I'd definitely score. get a yeah. goal. Yep, one hundred percent. I'm an alright finisher. Yeah, I, I'm I, not good. I'm alright. I'd say. Th- I'd say I would get three goals. Pro- provide. I would, not- I would take the under on that every day. <laughs> yeah. And then he talks about how many strikeouts he'd get if well, he started like every way. fifth game put for the Yankees. Way. That one, zero. That you one has changed. Zero. You would get zero. The baseball one has changed. Having like this is a shout out to Sam Davidson on this. This is one of the guys we played against this year in the Scottish National League, <laughs> who threw pitches past me so fast that I wasn't even sure the ball was there. <laughs> right? And he is he, he broke know, he broke his arm pitching. Yeah, throwing uh, the ball like while throwing it because yeah. there's that much force. 
he yeah he won the MVP in our league. So uh, yeah, Sam, you made me realise that I'm never <laughs> going to cut it in the MLB. <laughs> but you might score if up front uh, for yeah, Liverpool. I'm quite content for that. So I think those odds will come in because I think it's just been the price for the old firm just going up before other games happening. Mm-hmm. And also there's the, I mean there's not really, but there will be a discussion where if Defoe was to, sco- to start and score against Kamarnock again, mm-hmm. you kind of are in the situation where does Gerard start to panic and go, what the fuck did I do here again? Yeah. Yeah. because the old firm that Morelos didn't start the start scene wasn't lost because Defoe played it was lost because Rangers played five centre mids yep. yeah. and no Ryan Kent or nobody to actually pin their full backs that was where the cup final was different it wasn't necessarily that Morelos played and bullied it was the fact that the shape was different um, I wouldn't like to predict Rangers winning because I think Celtic are still the favourites for a reason they know how they go over the line in these games they've been the better team against us in the most part the performance and the cup final was a complete non-starter because Edward didn't play. He played 20 minutes and that was when the goal happened. Yeah. yeah. That says it all. He won the foul for the goal as well. With 10 men. And he also set up Mikey Johnson to go clean through and goal. So he is a difference maker. It depends on how... If, if there's any result for Rangers, Conor Goldson has to play it with skin. Because from what I've seen is he physically cannot deal with Edward yeah. when Edward's on the pitch. So I think he knows that. Like, do you think... It must be in his head, mate. Yeah, he, that's he, what I'm thinking. See, like, the, see the goal they scored in the cup final? Edward's got the ball out in the wing. And Goldson's just went out to put one on him. Yeah. And they've scored through the fucking resulting free kick. Yeah. yeah. Can't and even he, cement the boy without he does, scoring. He tries to do the same in the halfway line and Edward turns him and plays in Mikey Johnson. So, yeah. Um, I wouldn't bet, but I would say, as it stands, getting Morelos to be to score and be carded being 12-1 to 1, seems ridiculous to me. Even if you have your biased opinions of him or not, it's ridiculous that the top scorer in the Europa League and what, the fourth top scorer in Europe this year, this calendar year, to not score I bet he's he done it against Celtic or? and it doesn't I know. <laughs> I'm not getting an advocate <laughs> right <laughs> but um, yeah that would be my special my two specials are McLaren Lafonda to score in the Sydney Melbourne game and Morelos to score and be carded in the old firm so we get a lot of listeners from around the UK that maybe won't necessarily know Scottish football that well outside the old firm you've got a game on Friday right Dundee United have a game on Friday home to Dundee I would be looking we're heavy favourites now after beating them 6-2 last time we played and you've been informed the last couple of games as well we're just winning we're constantly winning we're on a big win streak we're 13 points clear at the top of the championship now Bet365 have paid out and is winning the league so the whole thing seems to that means nothing in the grand scheme of things but yeah seems seems, it's it's pretty big for us Um, so that game's Friday evening I'd look at Lauren Shanklin to score in Dundee United to win yes Um, have, have a wee look at that bet but what I would look at as well and this is sort of depending on what happens on Boxing Day hearts are dreadful properly properly dreadful they're bottom of the Premier League now Ham- they could be by Hamilton Hamilton are now three points above them they've got a new manager in that I think has just realised the absolute state of the task that he's got to do I don't think he realised before he joined hearts just how much of a job this is no, he just wanted money yeah and now he's like oh shit yeah um, so Hearts play Hibs on Boxing Day the yep. big Edinburgh derby obviously everything anything can happen in a box, uh, um, in a derby especially around Christmas time but on Sunday Hearts then play Aberdeen and you've taken Aberdeen as yeah. one of your one of your picks um, earlier day. on Boxing Day I'd look at that game because currently right now Aberdeen are 6-4 to four, which to right, me okay, is, fuck. is re- a really big price obviously it's dependent on what Hearts do on Boxing Day but do have a wee look at that and maybe check our Facebook group for just chat on what we think the Boxing Day results have done and what they mean for this fixture. So also on the Edmund Derby, are you going to talk about cards? Yes. Yeah. So this, 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 this is my, my special bet was going to so be. So Gordo's a Hearts fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, he's not, he's not, he's not. Hopefully this podcast is out before Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah, it may not be. So, so. Oh, good point, yeah. yeah. Oh, but we'll cram in. Uh, yeah, well, I, was, I, I had a look at the, um, the Edmund Derby's just for most recent games. The 0-0 had 10 cards in it. The previous four games prior to that have all had at least four cards in them. It's a game that... It, it, it's not a particularly good game, really. It's not going to be a pretty game of football, yeah. this. And I think, I think over five cards. But Bet365 has suspended the market. You can't get any any pricing on cards. I think they're doing some funny stuff with it just now. Paddy Power still had They'll it. Just be looking into it. Uh, honestly, that's all I think it is. Um, yeah. For me, the one thing I was going to say was that specific players, if you go into any market that allows you, Skybet, you can tweet them. If Camberry starts and Berra starts, the two of them will get carded. Yeah. Because... Berra can't get through a game without a yellow card and Camberry is a bit of a dirty player. But I think the Derby will do for it. I think you maybe get four, in, in near 45 to 1, 4 or 5 to 1. If you, could, if you could bet on him f- 
the reason he gets the card being f- f- um, foul in Martin Boyle. That'd be a good bet as well. Because <laughs> that's 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 really specific. Yeah. <laughs> Any other specials? I think that's that's it for me. I fancy Steve Beaton for the for the, the PDC, but only because he's a hundred to one. And I watched him play the other night; he looked really good. Uh, and he put out James Wade, but I was talking to Andy about it this morning, who had some very insightful points about how beating James Wade is not a big deal. No, I think J- you- James Wade doesn't score well. He, yeah. he just doesn't. The reason James Wade wins games is he is tremendous on his doubles, and he was missing them all over the place against Steve Beaton. It's a great result for Beaton. Yeah, but he's been. Years in this competition now, and I think it's 15 years since he last made it to the last 16. He's one of these guys, he'll win a game like this, and it's great, but see when you put him up against the elite, he, he, he'll he get beat 4 or 5 nil straight sides. So, say, so, so say, it's, like, it's like Aberdeen going for a trophy. Aye. Yeah, they challenge. Kind of. They'll be there. They'll, yeah, be, the, they'll can, be in the final. They can win their quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, they're, 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 they get to a lot of finals. Yeah, but see when it, see when it comes to the... The crunch, it's like Fallon Sherrick. She's done brilliantly, right? But she beat a Mensur Silovich that was incredibly nervous and getting booed every time he stepped up to the hockey. And that's not normal for him. He's one of the most likable guys. So that's a whole new situation. He's not the gentle giant. The, yeah, Mensur <laughs> Silovich, the gentle, right? So it was it was horrible. He looked really uncomfortable. He just wanted out of there. Because it, it was nasty, right? Like that environment. I just it love if fucking Fallon Sherrick just started to be pure misogynistic towards men. Yeah. I mean if you can't deal with that sort of pressure she's going to fucking bang in the kitchen yeah yeah, that's, yeah brilliant yeah, <laughs> great for her but the thing is that will affect some guys tell you who that won't affect Gerwin Price it won't affect Gerwin Price <laughs> it won't affect Michael Van Gerwen who's next on who's she got next she, so she plays Chris Doby yeah um, she, who she might beat I mean that's who, could, yeah. who she could beat she's like 5-1 to one to win that one as well I'm sure I think that's yeah. probably worth I, I wouldn't be putting Chris Doby in any accumulators at 1-8 well, he's, he's 1-4 on I, I, would, I wouldn't be touching that yeah oh. Um, I'd just be leaving it and watching the spectacle. Right, okay. Um, but then if she got far enough, I don't think the draw works out. But if she got far enough that she was playing Michael Van Gerwen or something like that, I would happily put a lot of money on like a straight sets win. Okay, okay. Um, thank you to everyone that's been listening because this will have been like the fourth podcast that will have been released in like 10 days. Maybe not the fifth actually because I mean, two episodes, two Christmas, it's Eddie Godman. So I appreciate everyone retweeting, sharing it, uh, telling people about it. Yeah, please there's, do. There's definitely been a spike in numbers for all, not just the Ziggy one. So the Ziggy one had a massive spike to what we're used to, but then also the episode after that had a bigger spike than we're used to. So it is obviously sticking. I mean, it has helped that we've been getting decent results. Yeah. So hopefully Christmas Day Boxing Day specials go as well, or at least they were five minutes of enjoyment for the people who entered the competition. Um, again, Get on Twitter, get on Facebook, share us. You can get me at John Walker underscore 1986. You can get me at ASV Sports. And you can get me at underscore Gordo Mick. And you can get us all at Trampled Bet. Join the Facebook group. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook. Join the discussion there. Share your own tips. Comment on your own stuff. Let us know what you think about our picks on this podcast in advance. Get the discussion going. Hopefully we can hit some winners. That'd be great. Have a good weekend and a happy new year when it comes. Happy new year. Happy new year. Podcast Network.